Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 92 of The Yacking Show. This is where we bring you tips and ideas, and we talk about life, business, and more, and for the changing world we find ourselves living in at the moment, and it's certainly changing. As always, we try and find interesting guests for our audience. Today's guest will be no exception. It's a person who probably deals more with animals than with humans, and there's a lot to be said for that from my farming and horse-owning experience. However, it's not my job to introduce our guests, and I tend to waffle on. So to get the show back on the road, I'll hand over to Kathleen. Welcome, Kathleen. Please take it away. Hi, Peter. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> well, I'm doing great. And so thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And if you're enjoying our show, we certainly would appreciate it if you would subscribe to our YouTube, YouTube channel. And as Peter was mentioning, we do have a special guest with us today. Her name is Vicki Hackle. Vicki, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very well, thank you. And how are you both doing? <laughs> doing great. And as um, our audience can attest to your uh, hearing your accent, you are originally from the UK, and we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, you are a dog groomer, but you're also a former radio station presenter. And you just moved to Canada, actually, in 2019, didn't you? So would you go ahead and tell our audience a little bit more about your background and what brought you to Canada? Um, well, a single mum of two, and uh, we came over in 2019, um, just changes in life, and it's coming to Canada has always been something I wanted to do, and uh, so it's been a long lifetime dream, and uh, so, yeah, it's it's been good, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and been grooming since I had the children, and um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm one of those people that can say I'm blessed with a paid hobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they yeah. say, isn't it true that if you find something that you love to do, you never work another day in your life. So good for you for having found that. So go ahead, keep going. Um, yes, yeah, so came over in 2019 with the boys and um, I have met some amazing people that have helped me and the boys start a new life. Without them, we wouldn't be as far into things as we are. And the boys are, are in a good school. Um, I've got a wonderful job at Dogtopia, working with animals and they're in the daycare center too. Um, I met Gary who has uh, introduced me to you guys and um, helped me with the uh, essential oil size of the business, which um, if I'd known this company was all over the world, I would have been involved with them a lot more due to um, how good they are with their products and um, the same beliefs that I have, how products should be um, made and um, sold to, the, to people, to the customers. Right. I, I'm going to jump in with a bit of a double barrel question for you. So um, did you grow up with dogs? That's point number one. Did you have, were you involved with dogs as, as a child? So let's, let me ask you that one first. Uh, yes, I've always grown up with children and never once did I think about dog grooming. Aha, okay. So <laughs> then you mentioned that um, the dog grooming started about the time that the children came along. So the sort of uh, 
contrarian side of my character says, well, did she want something quieter after children? But um, the, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So what was the connection between having children and then going into dog grooming? Um, probably my escape. No, <laughs> I started working at a pet shop and they had grooming and the groomer was going to leave. And that's when I was like, you know, I could do this. I spent more time in the grooming side of things than I did in the shop, um, right. seeing how she was. And she was really good with the dogs. And it just made me see a different side to owning a dog. And the knowledge and the experience that you wouldn't know being a dog owner um, until, I suppose, now with the amount of knowledge that is coming out mm -hmm. for dog owners. So that industry is now growing and becoming so much more than just owning a dog. Um, you know, there's the and we've got different breeds now that, you know, we the human have made instead of the environment making. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's still a lot to learn. I still do not know half, I think, of the grooming stuff that's out there. The knowledge is just constantly growing um, and there's always something to learn, which is another reason why I love doing that job. But working with different characters of dogs um, and my, my niche, I suppose, to it is I worked mainly with um, aggressive nervous anxious dogs and mm. um, my reward I think I find it more rewarding to work with those dogs because they are a challenge because a lot of groomers don't want to work with mm -hmm. them um, but to see them reform and to um, have have that confidence in the grooming room is is something that I you know I thoroughly enjoy to to see that good so let's turn to the essential oils for a moment, because I, my understanding is you use some essential oils to help, to help dogs. And I would be interested to know, how do you use these? In what capacity do you use them? And, and more specifically, what exactly do you use? Well, I first started using um, a product in the UK, which was Pet Remedy. And that was for helping calm dogs in the um, grooming environment so that when they came in nervous and anxious, um, you were able to spray that on myself. And then when I was hugging them, they were able to inhale and calm down. Um, and that really got me more onto the essential oil side of things because you hear all these horror stories that this killed my dog or this killed my cat. And, mm. you know, I was, my most owners, I don't want to be using those products around my dogs. But when I started seeing that, you know, there were calming products and things like that out from, well, that got me researching a lot more into things. Um, and that's when I found out that, you know, probably now it's 95% of companies, they add other products into the essential oils, which thins out the essential oils, but makes them more toxic because there's alcohols and synthetics being added in. So if there are a high majority of these toxins that we are then burning, they're not only just dangerous for us, but they're dangerous for the animals because their lungs are smaller. Mm -hmm. So it's about using the right products the right way. Mm -hmm. um, use less for dogs and cats in a room. You make sure there's a door open so that they can leave if they don't like the smell. It's no different to us walking into someone's house and they've used a 
Febreze or something that we don't like the smell of. So right. they've got their favorite smells as well. Um, and then obviously that's when I found Gary and he introduced me to the shampoo, which I fell in love with straight away. The smell is amazing. It's great for the coat. Um, it was a really good all round shampoo. And that was it. I was sold. I was like, okay, I need to know more. So then I found that they've got a pet range. And this is all for um, hot spots and calming. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more skin healing, um, you know, to regenerate the skin. So that really got me like, wow, what more can we do? How much more can we get out? And there are quite um, a lot of other companies, dog companies now, starting to get into the essential oil parts of things. So, um, yeah, it's starting to grow. And I think that's now going to allow owners to be, become more um, acceptable for this. But again, it's like any product. We have to research. We have to check the ingredients. Um, there's a lot of chemicals out there that are put into our shampoos and face creams that are toxic. We're not aware of that because we're not made to be aware of that. So it's our responsibility to, to have a look at that and be more aware of what we're using on ourselves, on the floors that our dogs walk on, because that mm. can be an environmental allergy, and also what we're using um, as aerosols and things like that. So in terms wow. of the application, the application, you, it's predominantly diffusing the essential oils when you're yeah, doing I, the dog. I have, sorry, I have a diffuser in my grooming. Okay. But if I have a dog that's um, needing a little bit more, I place it on myself. Oh. So when I'm hugging them, they can smell it. And then that way they can calm down and they can walk, they can come away from it. Right. So there's that distance as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will place it under the nose just to grab their attention. Um, but they've got the free will to move away from it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, coming in for cuddles. Can you give yeah, an example of what types, what kinds of essential oils that um, they are particularly attracted to? Um, it all depends on the dogs, but you know, there's a lot out there. There's a lot more than even I was aware that can be used on dogs. Um, and again, it's having the right product. So, um, you know, there's the, the thieves from Young Living, um, mm -hmm. lemon, um, the cypress, lavender, frankincense, mm -hmm. Um, and all thing, you know, products like that. There's a huge variety. I've even got um, the book that Young Living have done for animals. So I know I'm using the right one. Um, I'm, I know what level to use it on for the size of the dog. Mm -hmm. um, you can use them on horses, rabbits. So, you know, there's a lot more knowledge that we should all be made aware of mm -hmm. um, that we're not uh, aware of because of the scaremongering and the unknown mm -hmm. information that is available on, on Google. Right. Right. So, you, Vicky, you mentioned allergies. What, what, other, what more can you tell our audience about allergies in dogs? Well, that's just a huge, huge subject right there, because not only are you on about environmental allergies, so it could be using a product on the floor that the dogs are then walking on, they're then stepping on it, cleaning their paws. It's no different to the salt being used during this weather. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you could be cleaning the floors with bleach, 
Well, dogs shouldn't even be walking on the floors for an hour after you've bleached them because of the toxicity in bleach. Um, and then there's also other chemicals out there. So, you know, they could be walking on it, they could be laying on it, you could be spraying their beds with it, you could be washing their bed in it. So there's, there's that side of things. It could be outside, like I say, the salt, or it could be pollen. Um, and then there's the food side of allergies. Well, if I, I haven't even got enough time to get into the side <laughs> of like what happens with dog food, but there are some great, I think there was one on Netflix called Dog Food, and that was about um, how dog food's actually made. Um, again, read the labels. Uh, the protein levels that are stated on the labels are usually before it's been cooked, which means the level's dropped. So you're not actually feeding them that amount. But Dogs Naturally magazine is a great site to go to for any information with um, how to feed the dogs, especially going on to raw. Um, you know, so the chemicals that are getting put into the dog food, because there's no laws like there is with um, human food, they can throw in as much junk as they like. So if your dog's not got the right diet, proteins, vegetables, um, minerals, nutrients, they're going to show hot spots and um, mm -hmm. allergies along the line. Um, but also, you know, grooming is also another side of things. If you're not grooming the dog often enough, then the dead hair then can cause um, blockages in the follicles, which mm -hmm. then cause a bacteria buildup. And then that can also cause allergies. Mm -hmm. Right. So what was the name of that website you mentioned just now, Dogs? Dogs Naturally magazine. Dogs Naturally. Okay. I'll have a look yeah. at that. Great. Then, okay. What's your favorite breeder dog? What, 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 do you have a favorite? Um, well, actually, I was fit as I was younger. My face was nearly torn off by a Jack Russell. And oh, when really? I moved out, yeah, when I moved out of home, Jack Russell was the first dog I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love all breeds and I actually said I would never own a poodle and I have two <laughs> nah. what, what do you have standard or miniature no I've got two miniatures one two miniatures. should have been a toy but he grew a little bit too big but yeah I have two miniatures okay <laughs> I've, I've had and my uh, members of my family have had Jack Russells and um, their biggest problem is that they think they're a big dog in a little dog's body. And they, they, Small man the, syndrome, I call it. Yeah, absolutely. And the one at the same time as Jack Russell, I had a Mastiff cross, a Rottweiler and a Retriever and a couple of other smaller dogs. And the Jack Russell kept taking on the Rottweiler, who was very, very patient, but every now and again she said, that's enough, bang. That was another few hundred bucks at the vet, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. My, um, I German Shepherds, I have to say, I do love a good German Shepherd. Yeah. I just like their maintenance on grooming, <laughs> their hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, and they're a big dog. I, like, I do like my smaller dogs. Yeah, I've always had... Mainly big dogs, a couple of small ones along the line. <laughs> do, you have stuff. Any, um, do you have any funny stories about your dog grooming ventures? Um, yeah, well, yes. I think more my uh, more stories I have are with um, working with the nervous and anxious. But yes, yeah, some funny dogs, you know, coming in. I had a jacuzzi bath 
um, and they used to go in that and that was to help oxygenate their skin and things like that. And I only had the one dog that would literally lay down completely <laughs> in it. And he was like, yeah, I'm at my spa day. I'm enjoying this. And he would just chill right out in this bath and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, many dogs that didn't like being bathed would go in that spa bath and be there. It was, yeah, it was a complete different dog as soon as they got in and felt those bubbles. Wow. Um, dogs that don't like having their nails clipped, they yeah. only have to see the nail clippers and they're screaming their heads off as if you're murdering them. Um, you haven't even touched them and they're screaming their heads off. Those ones are quite funny too. <laughs> I bet they are. I bet they are. And I, I guess you sometimes have more problems with the owners than with the dogs, right? Um, I prefer talking to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I had one dog that when you caged it, like put him into the kennels, he would bark. And he, he sounded like he was saying, who, who? So I used to sing, who let the dogs out? And then he <laughs> yeah. would bark. Who, who? So that was um, quite comical when he used to visit. Very good. Very good. So something on a, on a different tack. You've been in Canada for going on two years or so. Um, any, any, uh, what's the biggest difference you find between living in Canada to living in the UK? Language. We may yes. all speak English, but we don't have <laughs> the same terminology. Yeah, I don't I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I've been here 17 years and I still every now and again say, I'm going to go and put something in the boot of the car. And people look at me yeah. and say, what? <laughs> My friend was taking the mickey out of me the other day because I went, oh, I've got a lovely uh, clean windscreen because I've just been to the car wash. And she was like, it's windshield. You guys call it a windshield, That's don't right. you? <laughs> She's like, if it was a screen, it would have holes in it. I was like, no, we don't have screens back in the UK. <laughs> we have... And so ours is a windscreen on a car. And so she takes the mickey out of me for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Garden, yeah. garage, garage. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, I was going to ask you a little bit more about the essential oils because we've been talking specifically for pets. But just for our audience's benefit, the essential oils from Young Living are all really good for humans too, right? Very much so, yes. Um, I believe they started off with the, the human side of things and have progressed with regards to the animals. So there's also the raindrop technique for humans and the raindrop technique for animals, which is um, a sort of massage technique to with using the essential oils. Um, but the essential oil range isn't just essential oils, there's shampoos, there's face creams, there's makeups, but it's all made with non-toxic um, chemicals. So, you know, there's plant-based shampoos, um, the essential oils, diffusers. So there's a wide range of products um, that are non-toxic. And that's what really grabbed me is, you know, the non-toxic side of things that I'm not constantly putting bad things into me and my children and the fact that you know our skin is the largest organ on our body and mm -hmm. even though we are putting stuff into us we're also absorbing stuff when we're using it on the skin um and obviously i don't want my children growing up and suffering um with illnesses that you know i can reduce with the products that i'm using good 
Vicky, we're getting sort of towards the end of our time. How can, if people want to contact you about either dog grooming or essential oils, how can they get hold of you? Uh, dog grooming would be Dogtopia Kitchener. And, um, Dogtopia, okay. Yeah, Dogtopia Kitchener. And um, with regards to um, the essential oils, I do have a Facebook page, which is called Safe and Sound Oilers. And I Safe. am... Hang on, let me get that right. Safe and Sound Oilers. Oil. Yep. That sounds like a motorbike gang's website. <laughs> Safe and Sound well, I No one was going to forget. But I don't think motorbikers bikers would have Safe and Sound, do you? Yeah. Uh, I, depend, yeah depends on your perspective. <laughs> oh, I'm not um, going um, any further on that one. Okay, Safe and Sound Oilers on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and eventually, um, now the children are back to school, I'm looking to get a YouTube channel up and running, so I will be able to go through grooming techniques, mm -hmm. shampoos, essential oils, um, dog food, you know, how to feed with raw dog food. So there's going to be a lot of information on there. Um, okay. So, yeah, fingers crossed that'll be up by the end of this month, next month. Good. But for the moment, we'll put that contact on on the uh, the video for you in the description and everything else. Safe and Sound Oilers on Facebook. Excellent. Yep, Good. I'm back to Kathleen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in uh, today. And Vicky, thank you so much for joining us. We really did appreciate it. And what a what a fun what a fun podcast this is. And thank you all again. Uh, for tuning in and um, if anybody out there is interested in being a guest on our show please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself and until next time bye-bye everyone bye